0: The exciting, dangerous world of James Bond has arrived in Los Angeles. The Peterson Automotive Museum invites you to experience the cinematic legacy of over 30 iconic vehicles of James Bond in the new exhibit, Bond in Motion. This new Bond exhibition features the largest official collection of 007 vehicles in the United States, including the 1977 Lotus Esprit S1 submarine and no time to die Aston Martin DB5. Plan your visit today at peterson.org backslash bond. That's P E T E R S E N.org backslash bond. Two hundred and sixty seven thousand dollars. I'll shuttle for one
1: dance with Domino. Any other two? Something we're making for the Americans. It's called a ghetto blaster. May I cut in?
0: Play it again, Sam.
1: charming
2: tune hello and welcome to the 29th episode of Bond music six of the best our ongoing series discussing the bond movie soundtracks and this month, we're going to circle back to the cinematic bond as we look at the 2012 release of the 50th anniversary Dr. No soundtrack. I am Jared Albrick, the Yard Sale artist, and I am joined by my best friend in life. It is Alan J. Porter. Welcome back now. Thank you,
0: Jared. I'm not sure about doing math at the beginning of the show. I was just trying to. 50th anniversary 10 years ago, it's it, 12, uh, whatever, yeah,
2: yeah. It, it trusted trust us, it all worked. <laughs> you know out. what we're like with numbers on this show. Okay? <laughs> Speaking of which, here's the six of the best format ish. So, we're going to have an overall discussion about the album, and then depending on who's got the lead on each show, this time it's me, we're going to get into some specific tracks. I have picked my three favorite tracks, Alan has picked his three favorite tracks from the ones I left behind for him and I think since we are back to the cinematic James Bond soundtracks I will bring back a bonus track at the end. How's that sound to you Alan? That sounds awesome. I'm looking forward to it. All right well let's get into the quick overall summary of the soundtrack. As always with these spinoff titles we'll kick off with where we picked up this album, how we discovered it, that kind of thing. Alan, when did you become aware of the 50th anniversary, Dr. No soundtrack?
0: Well, as it's not technically a spin-off album, but I guess I probably realized there was an extended version way back when we started this whole journey with Raymond Benson and we did the Dr. No, we weren't calling it six of the best then, were we? we no,
2: Raymond Benson's Bond Music 101. Music 101.
0: Yeah. So episode one of that, whatever date that was, go look it up in the archives, folks, because I'm too lazy to. I think would have been probably when I first heard about the fact there was a a extended version, because I have the vinyl. I've had the vinyl for years, and that's what I tend to listen to when I think about the dots Snow soundtrack. So not necessarily aware up until that discussion several years ago
2: that there was a extended version. Same story for me. Back in the Raymond Benson 101 days... I was much more of a DJ for the show and he would just kind of send me, Hey, here's the list of tracks I want to talk about and where to find them. So he sent me an email and it was like, Oh, this track and it's available on the 50th anniversary. And I was like, the hell's that? <laughs> <laughs> so I Googled it and I was like, Oh, okay. So I ordered a copy back when they were easy to find and affordable. They're not anymore as we, <laughs> as, we as we found out at the end of the last episode, when I said <laughs> I'd prep for this one. Yes, they were. Uh... They're getting hard to find. Yeah. But you know how us Bond collectors are. Once you, you got them, you don't let them go. But yeah, that's how I found about it too. So I went ahead and ordered it to prep for that show with Raymond. And it's been in my collection ever since. Speaking of which, I'm not going to rehash the history of the Dr. No soundtrack as we discuss this. If you want an in-depth history of the Dr. No soundtrack, definitely scroll back <laughs> on our feed to find that Raymond Benson Bond Music 101 episode one. Where legendary James Bond author Raymond Benson, he did a lot of work on the research of that. And Alan and I were just kind of along for the ride, and that was fun times. But if you want the history on the original Dr. No soundtrack, which I'm holding up for Alan to see, which makes no sense because this is a podcast, go back and check that out. (laughs) What I'm going to be talking about is the 2012 re-release with bonus materials by Harkett Records. Parkit is a UK independent record company that started in 1999. It is in Bushy Heath, Hedfordshire. Or do I, do you say Hedfordshire? What do you say, Alan? You're completely wrong. Ah, it's that's hot. what it says in my notes. Bushy Heath, Hedfordshire. Hurt- no, it's Wait, no, Hertfordshire. Hertfordshire. Ah, <laughs> I know I could edit it and fix it. but I'm not going to. <laughs> so, <No>. Hertfordshire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which I, I, not, I know it's not spelled anything like
0: I just pronounced it, but it's, it's Hertfordshire.
2: Okay, fair enough.
0: What about Bushy Heath? Is that at least right? Yeah, that Bush- was right, yeah. Okay. <laughs> as far as I know, let's put it that way. Okay. <laughs> so, If you, you actually Heart- even
2: want it more English, we actually just abbreviate Hertfordshire to Hearts. Oh, my goodness. All right. I wish you told me that before we started recording. Over there in Hearts, <laughs> uh, Harkett Publishing was doing these uh, independent records and issuing Colton Film TV soundtracks, as well as eclectic collections of unusual vocal and jazz releases. It was owned by a guy named Michael Fishberg, and this was kind of his fun little side passion. And unfortunately, he passed away in 2020, and the label is now defunct. So basically, it went from 1999 to his passing in 2020. Now, back to the CD itself. This CD contains a bit more of the score music from Dr. No than the original did. This one has five extra tracks and the original 62 release was basically filled with the pop songs from it and a couple of score tracks. So they basically just said that we're going to take that. We're going to add a lot of those missing score tracks. And that's pretty much because, Back in the 60s, releasing records to go along with movies was all about trying to find a big pop hit to play on the radio. So they were all loaded with pop hits and people weren't paying as much attention to the score. So here we are in 2012 when Michael Fishberg says, hey, let's pay a little homage to and more attention to the Monty Norman and John Barry tracks that went unused in the first album. One of the big differences and I think one of the most important things, and we'll talk about it a a bit more in a moment, I think we'll actually listen, is for the first time you get the full version of the main title sequence. The main title sequence wasn't on the original album, which jail time for whoever didn't put that on the original album. But again, early 60s, they were looking for more pop hits, and so they weren't including that kind of stuff. But I think all Bond fans were kind of hungry for that. Main title sequence, which is now included on the 50th anniversary. For some strange reason, on the original soundtrack, there were two tracks called Kingston Calypso, and they've both been retitled to Three Blind Mice. (laughs) So it was confusing enough to have two tracks with the same name on the first album. They had a second shot of that on this re-release. They changed them, but they put them both the same name again. (laughs) That's one of the confusing things about the
0: original album because you got two versions of three by my you've got multiple versions of Dr. No's fantasy under different names, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about. And I believe there's also multiple versions of underneath the mango tree on the original one as well. So yeah. Yeah.
2: It's confusing. Like I spent a good amount of time, Alan, while I was sitting here prepping for the show and doing the, the research, just kind of comparing and going, okay, this is new. This is new. But then I had to listen to him go, no, no, that's just this with a different title. <laughs> like, you know, if you ever see those conspiracy theory memes of the guy with a, map with a bunch of yarn in it and push pins. That was me trying to figure out the differences between these CDs. (laughs) Another example is James Bond theme track has been now retitled on the 2012 edition as theme for James Bond. Again, just trust us, folks. There's five new tracks on here. (laughs)
1: That's what we're going to
2: go with. And if you indulge me, I will read a couple of paragraphs from the CD insert. The very end of the CD insert, there's a small thing called the first Bond album, and it is by Tom Deseret. Hope I got that right. Tom Deseret. Like most soundtrack albums of the early 1960s, United Artists' release of the music of Dr. No was largely a re-recording, and it favored the pop-sounding material the record-buying public then seemed to prefer. Thus, Norman's permutations of King Calypso, the source track Jump Up, and Under the Mango Tree, performed by Byron Lee and the Dragonairs, dominated the soundtrack album, which included very few tracks of actual dramatic score, the standout of which being The Island Speaks. And of course, Barry's arrangement of the James Bond theme. Aside from The Island Speaks, none of Norman's dramatic orchestral music was preserved on the movie soundtrack album. Seven of the tracks on the album are not actually heard in the movie. Jamaican rock, audio bongo, Jamaica jazz, the boys chase, Dr. Knows fantasy, twisting with Janes, and Norman's own the James Bond theme and are simply extended pop instrumentals with Jamaican flavoring, lots of bongos and electric guitars. The latter three tracks are based around a similar theme which Diana Copeland testified on Norman's behalf during his lawsuit against the Sunday Times, recalled was Norman's first attempt at writing a theme for James Bond. Harkett's new release integrates the music from the previous soundtrack album with score tracks called from the film soundtrack to present a musical listening experience that more properly reflects the film itself. And finally, something I've kind of taken to doing on this show is I go to a site called Discogs.com, which is a pretty good site that just combines, amalgamates all the stuff about various albums, soundtracks, CDs, all that stuff. I go to see what people have rated it. And the overall rating on Discogs.com right now of this CD, the 50th anniversary, is a 4.5 out of 5. So it's well-liked out there. I guess we'll find out how much Alan and I like it a little later on. All right, Alan, what are your thoughts on this overall album? I must admit for an
0: extended version, I was sort of hoping for a little bit more of the additional score for them to repeat the repeated tracks that were on the original. I was hoping that maybe they'd pick, you know, like I said, there's three different versions of the same basic theme. They'd pick one. Did we really need multiple versions of of other stuff that was already on? So I was hoping they'd be a bit more selective, I guess, in what they put on and then add more additional score. I mean, the five additional tracks are interesting and they're good to listen to. As you said, the, the renaming of the original tracks was also added a little confusion because, like you, I was like, "Oh, this is new," and I, "Oh, no, it's not." They've just given it a different name. So overall, I think I'd give it sort of a C plus. Could do better. I think four point five out of five has been a bit generous, to be honest.
2: Oh, uh, I guess <laughs> we'll find out what your rating through one through seven is going to be later. Um, <laughs> it's not going to be a seven, folks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did enjoy it for what it was,
0: and it's good to have at least some of the additional orchestral score. But I still think I would like a proper Dr. No score album that favors the actual orchestral score and the movie used versions of stuff. I mean, there's a lot of stuff here that is not in the movie. It's just Monty Norman's scrapbook, for want of a better phrase, if that makes sense.
2: It does make sense. And the closest I've found so far to kind of what you're talking about, Alan, is another CD set that Raven put me onto. I'm trying to remember where it was from. It's a certain like the like Czechoslovakian. I know the one you mean. It's a certain orchestra that's
0: Yes, people, yes, and I, and they're really good. And people are probably screaming at us now, screaming the name at us. Screaming the yeah. name, yeah. We'll yeah. figure
2: it out later. You guys, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah I do. <laughs> and and uh, they do an outstanding job of recreating a lot of the music from the bond themes and they haven't done just bond. They've done a lot of other movie themes. I have a six disc John Barry set, which I've got some ideas around on how to incorporate that into six of the best. So we, we may talk about that later. It's going to drive me nuts until I remember the name (laughs) of that orchestra. All right. Before we move on to my picks, I want to give one more shout out. I know this is an audio medium and you can't see it, but I got to say box art on this cover art. Pretty cool. It is cool. Yes, that (laughs) X-Ray of the Walther looks very cool. Yes, it's very black and white, X-Ray of the Walther with just red letters. It says Original Soundtrack, Dr. No, 50th Anniversary Edition. Really cool-looking cover. Anyway, with that, I'm going to get into my top three musical picks. Pick number one is track number nine. It is James Bond Twist by the John Barry Orchestra. It's never featured in the film, but I just love it. I love everything about it. It's basically an encapsulation of the fun loving 60s with a dash of 007 flavor. So let me get that spinning for you.
0: What do you think of that? Like you said, it's quintessential 60s spy vibe to it. If you hadn't picked it, this would have been one of my three picks. So it's uh, a fun
2: one. <laughs> it is fun. Yeah. Yeah. And that's Monty Norman's music performed Orchest- by orchestrated by John Barry. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Very cool. Kind of where I was going with that. It is it, to me, it's almost like a shame that they had that falling out and that dispute and all that because like they made really cool stuff together. <laughs> so, but Rhodes. Did a lot of the arrangements too, orchestral arrangements
0: too. He was Monty Norman's frequent arranger. So who exactly did what,
2: I'm not 100% sure. So. Just know that it is a darn fine end product. So good job to all those involved. All right, let's get into track two. My second track, Could Not Resist, Tarantula. It is track 14 on the album. I've always loved the music for it. It's one of the new bonus tracks, so I definitely wanted to put it on here. I feel like this is one of the biggest mistracks, not the biggest mistrack, but one of the biggest mistracks from the original album. I mean, who wouldn't want to play that creepy, eerie sound that is so evocative of the scene, and that whole bam, 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 (laughs) spider-kelly staccato is just pure awesomeness. You can't hear that and not see what's going on the screen in your head. No, it seems very on the
0: nose now, but it works. It really does work. (laughs) It's it's funny you you mentioned that because last time I watched Dr. No, Jill was in another room. She didn't know what movie I was watching. She was in another room and she obviously heard that. And she's like, she texts
2: me like, you're watching Dr. No. (laughs) (laughs) Good job, Jill. I love it. Well, let's give it a listen. one of the best things about it is like I always thought there was the sound of the music plus the sound of the shoe but the sound of the shoe is in the music <laughs> yes <laughs>
1: it.
2: the thump 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 is out
0: <laughs>
2: any initial thoughts
0: Al? yeah I, I love it it's weird because it is a creepy track but it makes me smile because like you said I, you remember the, the scene which again is meant to be frightening but because of that end it, I don't know why it just makes me smile <laughs>
2: that spider got would he deserve
0: yeah. I'm not a particular fan of spiders anyway, so, uh,
2: yeah. <laughs> it had to be one heck of a mess over there on the floor. <laughs> Imagine that's the a... maid coming in the following morning. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's gross. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, let me get to my third and final pick. I mentioned it earlier in the episode. It's going to be the Doctor No main title sequence. Once again, Monty Norman, performed by the John Berry Orchestra, track number one. This has got to be the most glaring oversight from the original album. I mentioned that before. From those funky beeps and boops at the very beginning, which are later reused gloriously by David Arnold on the Die Another Day soundtrack, as we discussed on that episode, feel free to go back and listen, to the very first listen to the iconic Bond theme to the funky Calypso beats this track is definitely Dr. No.
3: down the street single file to a calypso beat all the while they're looking for the cat the cat that swallowed the rat they want to show that cat the attitude of tree blind mice Mice everywhere, searching all around for the cat. All over Kingston Town, Peter Pan. They got the carving knife to cut the pussy cat's life. The puss will get that knife a trifle in with tree blind. My, so oh, beware, tree blind mice. Watch your step, tree blind mice. Deadly mice, tree blind mice. Where they go, tree blind mice. What they do, tree blind mice. Oh, mice, tree blind mice. Deadly mice. Thank you.
1: So
2: what do you think, Alan, Vic Flick rocking that guitar, Funky Calypso beats? It's
0: interesting because when you think about it on the surface, this is a bit of a mess, as you said, because it's three distinct things like crammed together. Yet, strangely, it really works, and it's very evocative of the movie. And again, I don't know whether that's just familiarity. We've seen it and heard it so many times that it works from that perspective, but it does. And just that opening with the dots and the, the electronic stuff, and then you get the gunshot and it goes into the Bond theme, is really good. I think the transition to the sort of Calypso beat at the end is a bit more jarring. Like you said, it is, you can't hear any part of it without thinking
2: about Dr. No. I concur. It's just completely Dr. No. And with that, I'm going to catch this cab over to Government House and let Alan take it from here. Moving over to my three picks. I
0: actually want to. Start off with probably what is the shortest music cue we've had on this show. There was a time when we were actually trying to keep track of what was the shortest cue we'd had on the show. But at 28 seconds, I think this is pretty much it. This is track three. It's James Bond returns home. Like I said, it's very short, but I think it packs in a lot. I counted at least five different motifs used through the 28 seconds to build the tension. A snippet of the Bond theme thrown in there just for good measure. So I think it packs in a lot. And it's a very evocative twenty eight seconds. So let's give James Bond return home a very quick listen.
2: so she wrote <laughs> so what do you think jared i think there's a very nice surprise waiting for him when he got home <laughs>
1: yes
2: <laughs> yeah you're right that for 28 seconds it starts off with a little bond theme it does the tension build theme and then the boom the bang which is gonna happen a couple more times throughout the film and maybe not that exact sound cue but similar so it's definitely a cool running theme. And again, much like Tarantula, I can see the scene in my head. So it's really cool. Cool. All right. So
0: I'm actually also for pick number two, going to pick one of the ones that Jared mentioned in the intro that was not on the original soundtrack and was unused in the film. It is The Boys' Chase, which was written to accompany the car chase after Bond is picked up at the airport. Listening to it now in retrospect, I think, is a little too frantic for that actually on-screen action. it's a strange mix of bongo drums and twangy electric guitar that I think definitely provokes a a real sense of urgency. So, yeah, this was an interesting one for me. I hadn't heard it before. I can understand why they didn't use it. I don't think it fits the scene it was written for. But I think it's still evocative of the movie overall. So The Boys Chase, track 18.
2: What do you think of that, Jared? Do you think it fit what it was written for, Chase? Yeah, it was like definitely high energy, maybe too high energy for what it was written for. Like when I hear it, it doesn't sound all too dissimilar from some of the more modern Daniel Craig's when he's being chased through the bazaar and stuff like that. I mean, if you if you basically if you pull out the very identifiably '60s guitar, <laughs> guitar fast playing in there, it, that rhythmic drums that, that picks up tempo throughout mm-hmm. is is very evocative of some of the more modern. Craig action scenes. So it's an odd little track, but it's a fun one. And it's one that people don't get exposed to very, very often. So I'm glad you, you brought it.
0: Yeah. Like I said, it's an interesting track, but I, I can totally see why it wasn't used in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of sounds like a jam session that they recorded. And they just it, like, that was yeah, kind of fun, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. It was, I think it was that, was it the liner notes said a lot of bongo drums? And there was a lot of bongo drums in that one. <laughs> yes. So talking to the liner notes, Your reading of the liner notes pretty much robbed all my notes that I had written for my third pick, (laughs) (laughs) including the Diana Copeland quote. So what I picked for my third one is the theme for James Bond, as it is now called, originally called, confusingly, the James Bond theme, though I'm not sure (laughs) theme for James Bond is much clearer, was Monty Norman's attempt to write a theme for James Bond, and it was based on, again, the motifs of Dr. No's fantasy, which he used like three different times for three different tracks, confusingly. But I think it's interesting to see what he was trying to develop as a theme for the character for a potential franchise going forward, and compare that with the actual James Bond theme, which again, is based on something that he wrote and then orchestrated by John Barry. So, you know, it's both of them were, were created by Monty Norman. It's just interesting to see The comparison, I think, between his first attempt, which according to his wife, this is what this was, against what we eventually got. So this is the much more clearly labeled theme for James Bond, uh, which is track 20 on this 50th anniversary edition.
2: What do you think, Jared? Man, I was so glad you picked that because that's such a cool track. It's just a cool, cool track. So it's, I mean, it's in the ballpark of, you know, is there an alternate dimension where that's the James Bond theme? Because it's very cool. I love the little bass line in it. The question is, could you separate it from the cool bongo drums? Right. Because the, the bongo drums really place it in Dr. No with an island vibe. So, like, would it have fit in Bond in multiple circumstances? Probably not. But, Could you pull those out and still use the cool guitar riff with the cool bass line? Maybe it's a cool track in our brains. I don't, it can't compare to what we know as the James Bond theme, but it's not bad and it's catchy. And I like it. It's one I could have seen being used on a mid ranking sixties spy TV show. I was thinking when we first released it, I was like, this feels man from uncle ish to me more than James Bond. Yeah. But
0: sort of, I don't know. Maybe if they'd have done the proposed Bond series set in Jamaica, this could have been yes. like a theme for, for something like that. Definitely. Um, I'd be interested. I've never clearly got in my mind what order, because there's, there's, there's three tracks. There's this one, there's Twisting with James or James Bond Twist, depending on which version of the album you look at. <laughs> and then Doctor No's Fantasy are all basically the same motif. If this was his first attempt at doing a James Bond theme, was this one come first? And then it was like, okay, let's make that into. Twisting with James, and then okay, let's take it away from being a Bond theme and make it a Doctor No theme. Was that the order, or was it? Oh, I wrote this thing for Doctor No. Hang on, maybe it would work for James Bond. I'd love to know what the thought process was between the relationship between those three tracks. There's probably somebody out there who can tell us that, but uh, you know what order they were composed in or whatever. But I can sort of see where he was going with it. I think it would have worked for you know some sort of spy-related thing, but as the Bond team to drive a franchise. Yeah, when you think about
2: taking that and then having it associated with From Russia with Love, yeah, yeah, it doesn't work, so. Indeed, indeed, good thoughts all. And that, by the way, is the end of our six tracks, which means it's time for us to rate this CD. Okay, on a scale of one to seven, and Alan's clearly told us he's not giving it a seven. (laughs) (laughs) Based on how much this album, this 50th anniversary Dr. No soundtrack CD should be in a James Bond fans audio library. What do you think, Alan? Well, I know earlier I think I said I think they could have done better, and I would have liked to have seen more, but
0: in terms of the ranking criteria we use of should it be in a James Bond fans collection, I think I'd give it maybe a 6 or a 5.5 to be honest, but we'll go with 6. I think this is the only place you're going to get some of the tracks that weren't in the movie and actually also some of the unused tracks, which is what I find quite interesting. Like I said, I tend to think of it more as Monty Norman's Dr. No sketchbook. So from that perspective, I think, yes, if you're a bond music collector or you're interested in the bond soundtracks, I think, yeah, it should be one that you want in your collection. If you can find a copy at a reasonable price and good luck with that.
2: I think this is the second or third time. I brought a CD to Alan and been like, "Yeah, I picked this up just to you know, a couple of years ago. It's easy to find; it's not expensive." <laughs> Apparently, those couple of years make all the difference, folks. So, yeah. Anyways, I completely agree with Alan. I think this is a six. I think this is a six because it's basically a sequel CD. A true Bond music fan is gonna have the Doctor No original album. You have it on vinyl. I have the remastered CD version they did few years back true bond fans gonna have that's a seven that's required if you're a Bond music fan it's required it's a seven is dr knows 50th required at a seven close but no it's definitely got those tracks like you said i like that term uh, Monty norman sketchbook that's really cool i hope you made that up Uh, (laughs) as far as i know i did (laughs) (laughs) all right but no it's a great follow-on or sequel or you should have it You should have it. I'm not saying it's a must-have. It's a should-have. I've given it a six as well. So we weren't as far out as you thought. No, no, you tricked me. Well done. Mm -hmm. City of Prague, Alan. Of course. City of of Prague. (laughs) They are to forget. Not going to forget that one again, are we? All right. I I finally, uh, I'm not going to say I remember, but I pulled it up in the background while while we were chatting. The, the City of Prague does an Ultimate James Bond collection. It's a four-CD box set. It's really cool. It's, it's music from a bunch of the different movies. A lot of times, it's tracks that didn't make it onto the soundtracks, and they recreate them, like, nice. I liked it so much, I did indeed go ahead and buy the John Barry. I think it's a six-disc set. City of Prague just, they blow me away with how perfectly they recreate the tracks. So They're not a sponsor or anything, but, man, if you want to sort of expand your Bond music, like we're talking about with this Dr. No CD, check out those city of progs. And I'm just glad I remembered. But with that, let's get into our bonus track. We're bringing back the old school bonus tracks. Yeah. This time around I did a little digging on the old YouTubes to see uh, what I could find that went with Dr. No. And Alan, would you believe me if I told you <laughs> that in uh, 1998, on an album called Under the Sun, a group called Tim Tim released a new, fun-loving version of Under the Mango Tree. Tim Tim is an Austrian reggae band.
0: I'll say that Aus- again. Austrian. Austrian <laughs> reggae band. Austrian. Austrian. I mean, there's no reason you can't have a reggae band from Austria, but no. first place I would
2: have thought of. <laughs> okay. not, not, not what jumps to mind. But back in 1998, you might have been uh, bebopping around to the jams of Tim Tim. And their version of Underneath the Mango Tree, I think we should give that a listen. I could listen to that all day, Alan. What
0: about you? <laughs> I loved it. It was fun. It was, it was a great version. Yeah, it actually made me realize, because like, when you sent the script and I had that in, I was like, oh, I wonder if that was in the cover version playlist that we made up for the first episode. And then I went back looking for it and then realized we didn't actually start doing that until we did start doing the Six of the Best series. We didn't do it for the Music 101. Once, <laughs> so I hadn't heard it before. Yeah, it was fun. It was light. It was Bobby. Again, I think it actually shows the power of that song. So many people I talk to, or I've seen online. Just the other day, I saw something when we were doing research for this episode. Saw something online like, "Oh, what do you mean that's not an original Jamaican folk song? I thought it was." <laughs> um, right. So it just shows the, the lasting power of something else that Monty Norman wrote for Doctor No beside the James Bond theme is underneath the mango tree. It really has like very few other James Bond songs. You know, there's probably two or three that you could mention. Have a life of outside it being a bond song and it's great to hear yet another version of it and i like one that uh, you know it's a nice sunny day here and it, you know it's one i could sort of put on the deck speakers and be out sat outside with a mo- mojito and just relaxing
2: and listening to that with a smile on my face yeah oh absolutely yeah I, I was just scrolling through the comments on youtube and one of the first things that kind of caught my eye on it it's It's not a heavily remembered song from 1998, but it has like 1.4 thousand likes, the official video on YouTube, and zero dislikes. (laughs) So That's good. In the YouTube world, that's that's pretty amazing. (laughs) That's what I thought. And I was scrolling through the comments. There was just so many people, and I think it got more play in the islands. The video was filmed in Nassau. There's a lot of people saying, oh, this brings back total memories of the summer of 98. I bet you in the summer of 98, it got a ton of play in the islands and stuff like that. And, like you say, you could just feel that. And if you watch the video, they totally lean into the, a little bit of the James Bond vibe. They're hiding secret microchips inside of mangoes in, yeah. the, in the video. <laughs> they have their regular names and they had their agent code names in the video. Like they're clearly having some fun with the James Bond references. And I just think that's great. I just think it's great that it, like you said, it's it has this life. And I was one of those people, Alan, I was one of those people that for years, probably all the way until we recorded that episode with Raymond. I thought that was a local song, yeah. That they had just imported into Doctor No. I had no idea that was completely original, tuned by Monty Norman. I think his wife sang the. Yeah, lyrics. Diana Copeland. So, yeah, when you hear it in the movie, like on the record player or whatever. Yeah, it's Diana Copeland singing it. Yeah, it's fascinating. I would have bet money up until that point that it was a it was an actual island song. But so good on you, Monty. You tricked us all, and uh-huh. you made a really cool song that found a second life in 1998 with Tim Tim.
0: Well, that brings us to the end of this episode of Bond Music, Six of the Best. Got a question or a comment? You can email us at ohmspod at outlook.com or comment on Twitter at ohmspod. And don't forget to subscribe to On Her Majesty's Secret Podcast, and no, we are not changing the name of the network, on your favorite podcast platform. And if you can leave a rating or a review too, that would be great. Uh, If you would like to chat with us personally on social media, I can be found at Bond Lexicon on Twitter. James Bond lexicon on Instagram. And don't forget the James Bond lexicon. Online companion website to the James Bond lexicon book. And thanks to everybody who has recently left a review for the book on Amazon. We really appreciate that. So, Jared, where can they find you?
2: Well, they could have found me in Atlanta at Dragon Con a few weeks ago, where I got my copy of the James Bond lexicon signed by a guy claiming to be the author. Still <laughs> unsure. <laughs> But yeah, it's a great book. Everybody should pick that up. Having said that, you can find me at Yard Sale Artist Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It is all at Yard Sale Artist. You can check out my artwares at www.theyardsaleartist.com, which does include an entire set of the different James Bond actors drawn on pages from the James Bond book. So if that sounds like it's up your alley, www.theyardsaleartist.com. Ah. Thanks for joining us for this episode. This episode's tracks are from the Dr. No
0: 50th Anniversary original soundtrack, available on CD, but as we have noted, harder and harder to find. But as always, we'd like to remind you to legally purchase your Bond music via official download channels or via CD or vinyl, but please support the Bond creative community. And we will be back with six of the best, and we will return with my next pick, Music to Read James Bond by Volumes 1 and 2.
2: I guess we'll see you then. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. Have a good time, folks.
3: See you soon. City of Prague. The cat that swallowed the rat. They want to show that cat the attitude of tree blind mice.
2: Oh, yeah, it's my part of the script, isn't it? That's what I have for not actually having the script window open. (laughs) Bongo drums really place it in Dr. No. (laughs) Sorry, I'm allergic to bongo (laughs) drums.